there, lovely. It is Kim Valentine here, or Libby Kennedy from Neighbours. Hey, this is Emily Milburn, Caitlin Atkins from Neighbours. Hi, this is Candice Lease, Wendy Rodwell on Neighbours. And you are listening to the award-winning... The best podcast in the entire world. The Neighbourhood Rewatch. So welcome to the Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. Thank you. No, no, thank you, Tim, for being here. Uh, thank you, Adam, as well, for being oh. here. I am your host of Source JK. I'm always here. Don't know where it's Look at that for radio silence. We are, <laughs> we are 10 seconds in and he's forgotten his mouth already. I just didn't know where to go with that. I was like, oh, I'll go with this. He's poured ginger ale or maybe it was piss all over himself and the wall. And away we go. <laughs> yeah, if you want to have the audio representation of me launching my drink everywhere, um, Pound a month on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash neighborhood rewatch. There you go, he's back in now. He's back in. Uh, you can, of course, follow us. Not, Adam's like, no, he's not. He was never there. <laughs> Episode 90, he's just remembered the name of the podcast and <laughs> what, what the socials are or whatever. <laughs> go on. Socials, Adam, uh, at Watch Neighbor, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Because, yeah, we're cool and with the kids. Um, what we do on this podcast is we rewatch old episodes of Neighbours. Uh, well, me and Adam do, and then we explain it to Tim. Because uh, I'm watch- retarded and don't know how to watch a TV. Yes. Or use, or use the internet. <laughs> I don't know how to, I just don't have access to it. <laughs> uh, we watched episodes 4026 to 4030 on Daily Motion, which is like YouTube or the Wild West. Uh, on a channel called UK Neighbours Fans Forever. I've still tried to find this person who's uploaded all these episodes. No idea who they are, but... It's like fucking Banksy, isn't it? Wanksy. Nice. No. <laughs> no, I'm sure you're not Wanksy at all. Thank you very you much. Well, I get him on. So yeah, don't no. like be calling him Wanksy and that. Like... <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, what storyline to start? There's, this is a big week again, Tim. We've now to be clear, do you both think this going in? Are we on the are we in agreement? I think it's a pretty big week. It's not a big week overall, but there's like two or three big things that happen this week. So I, I'm I'll I'll concur with his, his sentiments on that. Yeah. It is a fairly big week. It was a slightly it, not quite as big week because I could only watch four episodes, not five. Um, I didn't decide to like instead of watching five, I watched four. I didn't just automatically think, well, I'll watch twenty then. I didn't do that. I just went with the four because one of them wasn't there. Do you want to explain that before you talk about storylines and shit like that? Yeah, uh, so one episode wasn't there, so I had to do a little bit of research. Uh, I use neighbourseepisodes.com. They have some great breakdowns, scene by scene. Uh, Are they wankers as well, or do you like them? No, I like these guys. I like these guys. I like the person who uploads the Daily Motion stuff as well. I don't know. I just saw a report and went for it, and it didn't. And it it didn't was good. Work. I really hope that the UK Neighbours Fans Forever person is actually fucking Alan Fletcher, Carl Kennedy. <laughs> and he's just throwing them out there. I don't know why I'd be UK Neighbours fans, but like, I, yeah. Who's from you? Is anyone? Sarah Beaumont, she was a bit UK once, yeah? She's a bit UKIP, I think. Nice, because she's an absolute knobhead. <laughs> if you're listening, knobhead. <laughs> 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 
But luckily, the one that wasn't there was the first one. So that I think that's good. So do you want to talk about what happened on that episode we missed? And then we can get to the four that we saw. Only four, mind you, not 20. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll talk about Shell first, because that was the big thing. Uh, we thought we were going to see Joe Scully twatter kid. Do you remember this team? <laughs> yes, I do. That's what we were hyping. That was the thing we were most excited about. So <laughs> Joe Scully, of course, has invited Boyd around, thinking that Boyd wants to bang Shell. Uh, Shell, he's told Shell, "Oh yeah, invite your boyfriend round." She's gone, "Oh well, brilliant, Connor, fantastic, classic, classic misunderstanding." Uh, so what happens? Boy does get invited there. Uh, Michelle figures it out pretty quickly. What's happened? She's gone. Oh, it's that classic thing that's happened where he's he thinks because he's seen me with Boyd, oh, but I've invited Connor. So she pulls Boyd. They have their dinner and they get through it, and then. They leave Michelle and Boyd in the uh, the front room together to talk, and she's like, "You need to get the fuck out right now." Uh, there's not a fucking chance of me and you. I'm banging him in there. Get the fuck out now. <laughs> so he does. So because he's like 12 and scared and a scared little boy, he's he just gets the fuck out of there. So Lynn comes back in and is just like, "Where's Boyd gone?" And Shell tries to make up some excuse about how he oh he's just remembered. He has to go do this or whatever. Uh, and as she tries doing it, she's she's garbling it. And then Connor just goes, banging her. Sorry, it's me. <laughs> it's me. Uh, Joey's angry and confused about this. Uh, he is quoted as saying, but I, you two are more like brother and sister. It's uh, one for the farmers. <laughs> All the people who are in a relationship who look exactly the fucking same. <laughs> Patreon. It's not going to be in the Patreon. You have to pay a lot more. Oh, for- it's not. Put it in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, he's pretty angry, and that's pretty much where he leaves it. He's just shouting at Connor, and he. But the next day, or the next, you know, throughout the evening, the next morning, they both managed to convince him that they're being sensible. It's they're all very much in love, and. Joe Scully, out of nowhere, is just willing to trust them. Uh, to the surprise of Lynn, but a nice surprise to Lynn. Well, he says, doesn't he, we're going to try something new this time, because obviously it hasn't gone too well with Steph and Flick and all that hoo-ha. Um, so he says, we'll try something different and we'll try and trust them. We'll make sure they're like behaving. You know what that means. Um, and then he's, stuff. Yeah. He's, he's all right with it. He's, he says it's okay, because he does think Connor's a good lad. Yeah. I, this made me think of like what what did I'm gonna come to Tim. Um no. what did Grace's parents, um, the Duke and Duchess, think of you when when they first met you? Because you obviously walked in there, like the butler probably announced you as you came in like it's, it's uh, Timothy of wherever um, and you had to sit down and remember which fork and knife to use like fucking Leo in Titanic you know hanging out with the posh folks um, what did they make of you did you did you act like yourself did you act better than yourself how did it go down was she was, were her parents fucking fuming did, is do they think she's like roughing it at the moment, what, <laughs> what do they think? They, they definitely have they said this is a phase, and hopefully, she might still get out of it. I'm sure that's the case. Yeah, <laughs> no, I what think do they that... make of you? 
when they first met me, for one, they were impressed because I was I was told by Grace, like I was picking her up like third or fourth date, and I was told to like wait just a little bit down the road, text her once she's ready, she'd come out. I'm like, they, nah, she I'm... doesn't want you anywhere near her fucking house <laughs> <No>. or family. <laughs> so I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to go knock on the door, knowing full well that her dad's going to answer. Because I'm like, that's that's a ballsy move. I'm not. I, I've got no need to hide anything here. So, I, so I think they they kind of respected that. Um, but honestly, though, because I've I've been I've had bad experiences in this regard. Um, the fact that they've just kind of given me the benefit of the doubt right from the beginning makes me want to try harder. And I reckon that's what probably makes sense with Scully's situation. What what you said it you, you've had some situations where it, it didn't go so well. They're obviously going to be the funnier ones. So do you want to tell us about that? <laughs> I don't know if I ever told you about the last one's parents, but they didn't like me very much. <laughs> Why not? Because I had all good intentions, and they wanted their daughter to just fuck around and have fun. That's a weird thing for your parents to want. That is weird. I didn't say that out loud, but I mean, yeah. Do you think that was the reason, or do you think the reason was your personality? It, that as well. I mean, <laughs> I don't really understand why anybody would like the personality. Tolerating it, fine. Like, yeah. if you've got the willpower, tolerate it. You guys do. You know what it's like. But no. That's good, though, that, that, that Grace's parents are, are, are like you and that, because you kind of stuck with them, so. <laughs> Seems all right, yeah. I'm not going to ask you because I, I, I imagine every parent you've ever met thinks you're the fucking James Bond of whatever. So I'm not even <laughs> going to ask you. You're just going to be an asshole about it. All, all the parents Jay's met of girls he's gone out with are younger than him. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we go to school with, to, with some of the parents of the girls you went out with? LAUGHTER <laughs> He's I'll, I'll, not putting any of that in now. No, no, I will pull it. I'm going to say though that Peyton's mom is the same age as my sister, so <laughs> and she's not that much older than you, right? No, so <laughs> there we go. Just means you'll have more in common. You get to bond. So it looks like the Joe Scully method is working then. Yeah, well, seems to be. Seems to be. Uh, well, we'll see in the coming weeks whether it works out. But it seems to be right now. Even Stu was just like, "Are you sure you not know them to a banging?" And he's like, "Yeah, I know." He's like, "You're gonna let them go off together?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna trust them." Stu's like, "Well, fucking hell." All right then, mate. Uh... <laughs> Speaking of the Scullies and Stu, uh, we'll move on to them uh, first. We'll talk about Steph. Steph's birthday. Uh, Olivia and Drew very nicely buy a present. Uh, they buy her some weird sort of helmet. I don't get what they was meant to have bought her. It was very weird. She rides a motorbike. They bought an helmet. I think. Well, it was, was a weird look. No, it was a weird looking helmet though. It didn't. It wasn't round for a start. All right. It was a very strange looking helmet. Uh, but and they also organised a party at the pub for a surprise party, and they managed to get some of the residents of Ramsey Street to show up at the same time as the pub as well. Uh, Lou's there, obviously, and he's brought out a cake. And he's like, here we go. Tim's messing with the background. Don't know why. 
Uh, Lou brings out a cake. Oh, yeah, here's a big cake. Happy birthday, Steph. All our friends are celebrating. And she gives a big speech about, uh, you know, you friends, you cast members that are signed on to film this day with me. You've all been great friends to me, uh, you know, which I really needed right now because, you know, so, some of my family members are enemies right now. And the friends are the closest thing I've got. As she's saying this, Flick shows up in the pub uh, to try and give her a present. Here's basically just slagging her off and goes, nah, I'm just going to get off. Um, Toadie clocks this and follows out after her and gets the present off Flick and goes, oh, I'll give it to Steph for you, uh, which he then does. And he's she's bought Steph. So apparently she had a favourite dolly when she was a kid. Uh, so she's found that dolly and had it restored to its former dolly uh, <laughs> glory. Uh, I'm fascinated by this. It's it's the constant dollies where it could be saying doll. I don't know why I said dolly. That was so <laughs> odd. I didn't say anything because I thought maybe he's just said it once and he's realised him. But no, he, you're right. He kept saying dolly then. And I don't think anyone would ever say that unless you'd literally... <laughs> Playing dollies with a four-year-old. It, it's also the the pronunciation of restored, restored. restored. Is that what he said? He said restored. restored. Yeah, that's how you say it. No, you said it fucking weird. I spotted it as well. <laughs> I, you did. <laughs> this you story. Restore like... something. <laughs> yeah, you restore it. No, you don't. You haven't stored it once and then stored it again. You haven't put it away in a cupboard and then got it out and then put it back <laughs> away in the cupboard. You haven't restored it. You've just restored it. <laughs> but it would have been stored at some place. Well, you currently... Re- no, I was going to say you don't remember, but you do remember. That would have made no <laughs> sense. I, I very rarely remember sometimes at all. Uh, but this doll is currently being stored in a box. Um, that is Steph's birthday present. And Tony's like, oh, that's a nice gift. And Steph's like, no, it's fucking sick. It's fucking, it's a sick prank. This is the worst thing that's ever happened. And Tony's a bit like, why? He's like, I loved it. She's like, I loved this dolly when I was a kid. I would play dollies with it all the time. And Flick knows this and has used it against me. Manipulating her. Manipulating her to think about when we were kids, when she wasn't shagging my soon-to-be husband. My fiance. You would hope not. You would hope not. Um. So yeah, she's pretty angry about this. Uh, she goes to play pool the next day with uh, Rosie because apparently she's a great pool player. Uh, well, Rosie's kind of taking. She's a bit of a busy body, wrote busy, yeah, bit of, busy body. Ever. She's getting involved <laughs> in everything, and she's trying to be everyone's fucking. I don't know confidant or something. It's like you're pretty new to this show, love. You don't actually live on the street. Your church burned down. You've got nothing better to do than get stick your fucking nose in. Fuck off. Do you find there are a lot of there are a lot of kind of fringe characters that come in and do exactly that? At the moment, it feels like there is because nobody moved into the fucking who left and left the house. Oh, the Ancocks. So we've got like a house down on the street, and to to kind of cope yeah. with that and get a few more people, and you've got people like Rosie and whoever, and they don't actually belong on the street yet. This yeah. might just be a writing technique, though, because if if you think that if she's just going around being confident to everyone, I can't remember who it was who who's also done that recently. Um, but there was someone who was just like, 
a minor character who just seemed to be popping up in every storyline. And I, I reckon this woman. Yeah, right. Because I, I reckon that if you had one of the character, like one of the main characters, do that, because it serves a purpose. But if you if you had them do that, it would affect their own storylines too much. You kind of have to have someone who you can give them all the information and there's no consequence to it, except the power that they have in sharing it if they choose to. But then you can just bin them off because they're cunts in the end. No, well, she's in the credits now, Rosie. She and is. that's why she's giving it the big end. Uh, that's what happens, I find. Someone gets something and then all of a sudden they start being more of a cunt than usual. <laughs> it can be a minor thing and they were probably always a cunt in the first place but this extra thing will just tip them over the edge to where they think they're fucking Billy big time yeah. it's annoying <laughs> it, it will restore the cuntiness <laughs> <laughs> so yeah she's sticking her nose in with Steph and they're playing pool together and she gives us some sort of fucking bible quote or something about forgiveness so Steph's like yeah do you know what you're right actually I'm going to do this so she, she goes she goes to the hotel. Toadie's working there because he needs a job because he's had some sort of lawyer troubles and he's been binned off from his place. So he's like, oh, I need a job. So he's working there as a concierge. Steph comes in and Toadie's like, oh, shit. I'm sorry, I'm working for Mark. And Steph's like, don't give a fuck, mate. Push past him. I want to work with you, cunt. Uh, so they go to the pub and she has it out with him and just kind of clears the air. Says, right, did you ever love me? And he's like, eh, kind of not really. <laughs> thought you were pretty fit uh, you love how many times have you had that same conversation <laughs> and he's like she's like do you love flick and he's like yeah definitely love flick uh, and she's right okay that's all I need to know glad it didn't get any worse than that see you later he's like can we be mates now and she's like don't be fucking stupid <laughs> I, I honestly thought he was one step away from going want to be fuck buddies <laughs> oh god how many times have you had that conversation <laughs> once actually and I turned it down shut up I did Tim I can't believe you asked him and not me <laughs> <laughs> but it's alright because he, he ticked me at the end so that's all, all above board why did you turn it down what was the deal with that is that because it was like yesterday <laughs> <laughs> no I just the the, the lady in in question was I just didn't want to be around her anymore. Go on. Not even for that. She was just a bit because bigger. of the looks or because of personality or both? Probably a bit of both. No, the looks were fine. The looks were okay. <laughs> 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 the looks were okay. It was the personality. Uh I was just like and because we've been kind of seeing each other and I kinda of broke it off and she's like, oh we could be fuck buddy if you want. I was like no, I'm I'm quite I'm quite busy at the moment. So were you already banging a best friend at that stage? Uh, no. Uh, that was a joke question, <laughs> but it seems like it might actually be the case. I don't think she had a daughter by that point. <laughs> I don't think she had any friends. If I'm perfectly honest. Oh God, you were her only into, friend. She was into motorbikes and all that kind of stuff. So she had like a motorbike gang that she was in, and they'd. What the, what the fuck, man? <laughs> she had a gang. Yeah, she was in like a little gang, and they were amazing. Oh man, I want I want this guy's biography. <laughs> as much as I might, I'm going to come out of it feeling really dirty. 
Like, he went out with a girl in a motorbike gang. How have we not heard about this before? So I'm guessing, was she a Steph Scully type or was she not a Steph Scully type? Yeah, Steph Scully's type is a good, uh, is a very good description of her, actually. Uh, well, not in the I sense. I'm not that... imagining a Steph Scully type here, Tim. I don't know about you. <laughs> but yeah, she loved. Yeah, she loved the whole biking thing, and I was just like, I'm never going to get into this. You are not getting me on a bike. Um, uh, so I didn't really see it going anywhere anyway. But yeah, so I, I can't to... imagine you in a sidecar though. <laughs> Put a little helmet on. Helmet and goggles. Eating a sandwich. <laughs> It'd be like Wallace and Gromit, and you'd be the fucking dog in the sidecar. <laughs> uh, and during this conversation as well, it is dropped officially, Mark and Flicker together. It is official. They're not just kind of banging. They're actually together because she shows up at his work and kisses him in front of everyone. Whoa, when was this? This was towards the end of the episodes, I think. It definitely happened. They definitely it didn't happen in the last, the last episode list. because I watched that 10 minutes before this podcast. It, so kept, like, it, it happened in one of them. One. It happened in one of them. Do I need to prove it to you? No, I'll, I'll believe anything you say. You'll take um, the typical but... approach, William. I don't okay. remember it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're officially together now, um, which is upsetting for this next character, of course, Stu. Uh, so this is just fucking mental. I can't. I really can't get my head around this at all. So he has started a massage business, and just needs a bit of a side income to the the nursing. Uh, he does some massaging. She complains that. She's hurting her patients, and she's like, well, you do it on me, and I'll tell you where you're going wrong, and he hurts her really badly. So he's like, right, I'll show you how it's done. Does it on her, hurts her really badly. They decide to start tickling each other, uh, which leads to kissing. And then Dee's like, fantastic, this is great. We all know where this is going to end up. And Stu goes, I'm really sorry, I can't. And she's like, what do you mean? She's like, I'm really sorry, I can't. I love Flick. And, And Dee's like, so you're not going to shag me then? And he's like, no, I'll love Flick. But we've just kissed. That normally leads to the next thing. And, and he's like, I'm really sorry. I'm just, I just, I just love Flick too much. And she's like, you realise he's with, she's with someone else, right? They're probably banging right now. And you could be banging me, but you're not. It's, she <laughs> can't get her head around it. And I can't either, because this, this is looking a gift arse in the mouth, isn't it? Which <laughs> It, 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 it made no sense, really. It, um, yeah, it, this is it a made no sense that she. We we all know about D quite recently, who just wanted the cock. But then this came out of like she, she, nowhere. She she blatantly still wants the cock, even though she got rid of Stu, who wanted a bit of her before. She said, "Nah, actually, I'm all right." Now she decided, "Oh, I do really want the cock? I, I'll have yours because you're here. We're having a bit of a tickle. We've had a good old kiss up." probably going to shag now, I agree with you. And he goes, nah, puts a cushion over his cock and just gets on with with his day. It makes no sense. Like, obviously, Flick is brilliant. We know that. But she is an arsehole. She is. D is brilliant 
and, and proper nice. And not an arsehole. Not an arsehole. Yeah, it's absolutely mystifying. Finding someone who's brilliant and not an arsehole is like a fucking unicorn. I <laughs> don't know why he's not just thought, you know what? Yeah, probably will. I liked you a couple of weeks ago anyway. Let's go for it. Yeah, it's absolutely mental. He lose, does he? And he spends the whole day then just sulking on the couch. And Dee's like trying to cheer him up. And he's like, no, I don't want to be cheered up. I'm just going to be miserable all day. And she's just he's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Well, then, this, <laughs> well, then it follows on. So Flick comes round and goes, oh, you know how Mark was suing you? Oh, you were, he was pressing charges. Well, he's not going to do that anymore. I've, I've had a word with him. And, he, and Stu goes, oh, good. Now, fuck off. And he just tells her to fuck off. So he loves her, and then he tells her to fuck off. I mean, again, granted, those two are very close together, I find. But (laughs) it didn't make any sense that he turned down D, then told Flick to fuck off. He got absolutely nothing out of this. He's made a massive error, I think, here. Yeah. And then, so to to add to this, this doesn't involve him getting getting a shag or anything, Drew finds him and goes, oh, really sorry about that. I'm struggling at the garage, mate. Do you want your job back? And he tells him to fuck off. Yeah. His head's gone. His head is absolutely gone. Absolutely gone. And again, I don't understand why. Like, if Flick had led him on a little bit or anything like that, then he thought it was a possibility. But no, she's given him nothing. She's like, yeah, I'm shagging this guy and I've been for fucking months. And you've been helping me deal with the whole fallout of that. I hope Stu needs—he needs something. He needs a bit of a win, doesn't he? He does. You think that's where it's going? He's got to get a win soon because he's—he's—he's he's, he's struggling. I don't know where he's getting it from though, because he's just turned down D. I thought that was going to be his win. Yeah, he had an open goal. He has. He's gone full Darwin Nunes and kicked it straight at the goalie. <laughs> But then again, he might score two next week. So he might. Should we keep an eye on that? He might get. He might bag a brace next week. Might bag a brace, indeed. Let's hope he does. He deserves it, Stu. He's a nice guy, even though a bit of an idiot. Um, But yeah, he's a nice guy. Uh, Speaking of nice guys, let's talk about Tad. Uh, Oh, I I cheered. (laughs) I cheered during this because I hadn't. Obviously, it was the. The episode that yeah. wasn't there, I missed, so I didn't know exactly what had happened. And I just started watching the the one that was there. And I, so in the brackets, it says Tad Reeves' last episode. So I'm getting ready to this because I think I know what happens. But then something else happens at the start of the episode. And I can't believe this is happening. And I started to think, whoa, I, this, I don't remember. Is this what? No, but that isn't my internet going. That's me being unable to comprehend the storyline. <laughs> Yes, this was very confusing. It was clever. I, mean, I thought this was really good. It was. And do you know what? It wasn't... The fact that we missed an episode helps us nothing with this. Because... So so what happened? So Tad has figured out, or Toadie has figured out, that it's this doula chick that is taking his identity. Uh, probably with her boyfriend. Uh, so Tad goes to confront them. So the next episode that we met, the one that we missed, he goes to confront her and her fa- fella. And he does a runner. And Tad chases after him. And then we get, and I've checked, we get no more scenes of Tad. All that happens is we see in the recap in the next one is that Harold gets a phone call saying, Tad's been taken into intensive care. There's been an accident. Tad's in intensive care. Just like that. 
Yeah, they they never they never filmed this scene. Yeah, there was no scene, but you'll see why in a moment. It's fucking brilliant. Uh, so Arrow goes to the hospital, and Dee's there. Um, Carl and Susan are there. Carl and Susan are there because yeah, and Dee's like, I've no idea, Tad dear. Let me go check the records. I didn't know about this. I it must have slipped by me. Let me go check. And she's like, she comes back, and goes, oh yeah, fucking, he's in this room over here. Uh, but he's dead. He's fucking dead. He's fucking dead. And why was fucking yeah. gone? We didn't even get. You didn't even get a proper sending. He got a fucking Brendan ending. He did. Have you done your research to find out what happened? So, wait for it. Just wait for it. Juice, you wait for it, Tim. So <laughs> he's like, well, Harold, since you're here, do you want to identify his body? Because you know, might as well since you're here. <laughs> Let's not make it a wasted trip. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh so he they go into the room, Dee's looking all ashen, uh Harold gets the the blanket, lifts it up, looks horrified, puts it back down, runs out of the room and he he just gets out and you're like, Oh fuck he no seeing a dead body's not nice. Seen, uh no wonder he's just run out of the room. He goes to Carl and Susan. It's not Tad. Tad isn't dead. And they're like, what? He's like, oh, it must be the, the guy, he, the other guy he was chasing. He was impersonating him. He says it's the guy who stole his identity. And you're like, so yeah. He had all his, oh, it was fucking clever. And then they're like, all celebrating. Going, they're all celebrating going, this is brilliant. And then Todd, Tad walks into frame and goes, all right, cunts. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> and they all have a massive hug. It's, uh, yeah, it's... It was all, all the design just to give that twist there. So they didn't show you what happened. So you think Tad's dead. But he's not dead. It was a setup all along. Tad's um, fine. Uh, and implausibly, he's now allowed to leave the country. Even though, he is, even though he's just been part of a death. <laughs> he is part of a murder or a manslaughter investigation right now. He was chasing the guy whose machine's got run over and died. And the police well, I thought like, a car crashed like he was chasing him in, in a car which like peeled away and then he must have crashed and de- death. Don't know. But you'd think the police want to speak to him, but no, they're like, oh, you got your passport back. Yep. Off you go. Go to America. Not a problem. You go live out your dreams, Tad. And that's exactly what he does. He's like, right, I've had enough of it. People are stealing my ID. Some guys just died. I'm off. Going to go do some DJing around America. Uh, so he gets a bit of a send off. Uh, I think the Scullies come round. Oh no, Tim, he goes who, to see the Scullies. Tim, who were the who were probably like the two main people Tad should have at his send off? It don't matter because it's it's. I want to know to get. I want to get the bottom of this because there's got to be a reason. We always say it's just call sheet problems. Where's the prep for any of this shit? Why why aren't the important people ever at the important events? So the person who, who like who you top one top one told he would be there, wouldn't he? He's not. He's not even fucking no. bothered. He's, he's a literal relative. He's, it's, he's, it's always Toadie and the Kennedys should be at places, but they're never there. He's actually related to him, and he's not even there. The send. It's always the send offs as well, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And then the next person, I'd probably say, who's been his friend for a very long time, you'd say Flick. For a while, it was Flick, Paul, and Tad. Flick's the one left. She's not there either. Fuck that. Not interested. She speaks to him later on on Zoom or something, um, but she's not there for the send off. I send off uh, the skull is um, Susan and Harold. 
And Harold. Not Harold even takes him in, in the car. Which not Pat, even home. He gets a good... He gets. There's a nice little scene with him and Harold, I thought. It was quite nice how he, Harold was saying, oh, you know, thanks for being you and being here when Madge died and all that. And Tad's like, no, thank you, Harold, for being fucking Harold. It's really good. It's, it's a nice like, heartfelt scene. And Harold's like, just remember, if ever you're in trouble, just think, what would Harold do? Words to live by. <laughs> Harold does give him a very emotional send off. They talk about obviously Madge dying and literally the stuff I've just said. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've just explained that. Like, and I, and he's fully he zoned out for a minute there. He's, <laughs> he's gone back to the script because he, he yes. wasn't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't paying attention to that law. I do apologize. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he's particularly tired tonight. I'm usually the one that's like just not here and waiting for the end, but I feel like he's tired today. <laughs> no, I'm fine. I'm fine. No, I just got distracted because there was a WhatsApp, but he's fine. They, <laughs> how ridiculous though! How ridiculous that that first of all that that distracts you. Second of all that you've got it, got it on. Like, come on, you're doing this. <laughs> Everyone that's important is on this call with you. So fuck WhatsApp. Yeah, no, I'm going to turn it off now. Again, I'm going to turn it off now. Clearly reading the message again as he says <laughs> it. No, it's fine. It's quit now. There we go. It's gone. It's gone. Don't worry. Seth would never allow this on his podcast. No, he never. He wouldn't, would he? That's why he's banging them out. That's why he's on season two already. Um, <laughs> yeah. So nice emotional one from her. And then we get in the car. Yeah. And Tad chooses some music. Did you say this as well? I just said Harold takes him off in the car at the end. But did you notice what they were playing in the I car? I did. Go on. It was quite a nice talk. It was a nice little touch. A little callback to Paul as well. Uh, Tad decides that he wants to play Tuba Electrica on the drive to the airport. Tuba Electra, of course, being the short-lived collaboration between Harold Bishop and Paul McLean. Uh, I think in a previous clip, we've labelled this the worst musical collaboration ever. Uh, you couldn't think of any others. No. But in Neighbours or just generally? General. Just general. Okay. General. Uh, Adam, I think you might have said any anyone with Dizzy Rascal in. <laughs> I don't. Maybe. It's on a previous episode. Have a... Listen to them all. You'll find it. Listen to them all. Uh, so, yeah, Tad's gone. Another departure this week. Uh, so, from that sad departure, I think we should go to the ego. So, Carl has recommended Darcy for a job. Uh, too much to Darcy's surprise. Uh, as Darcy says, you're never nice to me, Carl. Why are you being nice to me? And Carl's like, oh, well, do you know what? You've been good at the moment. Uh, you've been doing your job. You've not tried to take the surgery from me. Uh, seemingly, you've curbed down the shagging a little bit. Uh, well, I feel like he says that. He said he basically says, like, oh, you know, you're not shagging anybody at the moment. And Darcy pretty much goes, oh. Well, actually. Right. Uh, but he doesn't. He doesn't mention that. He just kind of goes along with it. Uh, and he's got an interview the next day. Uh, the interview is him and Carl and this old guy walking around the hospital while they talk about it. Uh, and he seems to be going quite well. Darcy's his usual charming self, uh, and it all goes very well indeed until Penny shows up with some flowers. Now, in the previous scene, we have seen that Penny's sister is in hospital right now uh, for something or another. 
And she's going to, after a shift at the coffee shop, uh, she's going to go take some flowers and see her sister. So Darcy sees uh, Penny show up at the hotel, a lot of flowers. Automatically, she's, oh, fuck, these are for me because I'm such a good shag. Uh, no money has exchanged hands, and I didn't ask for these flowers beforehand. I've not solicited anything, but she has decided to give me these flowers as a tip, as a thank you for the good shag. Um, and he panics, and he's like, oh, fuck, I'm going to get rumbled right here right now. So the the interviewer asks him a question. He doesn't really pay attention, kind of just like what I did to do with Adam Ben. Uh, <laughs> kind of mumbles an answer to something, and Carl's a bit like, why have you said that? Weird. Uh, Carl see, so he kind of bungles Penny off into a different room. He's like, get the fuck out of here. I've got an interview. Uh, later on, he finds her, and she's like, what? what's going on? And he explains what's going on. Um, and he's like, listen, I don't want to hide anymore. We're, you know, I'm not your patient anymore. There's no reason. Darcy's like, well, it kind of is. It's still a bit, you know, still a bit grimy what's going on, really. It's not going to be looked too favourably. And it's not looked on favourably at all by Carl, who sees all this throughout the window and sees him getting it on. I, I'm going to assume they have a shag in there. Uh, what was that? Am My I phone's still... just done that itself. It proper shit me up. Sorry, I've not even touched it. Honest, and it's just it's just said my name. It proper shit me up. Wow, don't know why it did that. What did you say then? That did you say something that activated it? Don't think so. At least your phone listens to you, Adam, rather than me. Fucking hell! I think you just said "good shag," and it just it just something <laughs> happened with the phone. It just went. Did it just? How many numbers did it just auto dial? I'd ringing people. <laughs> He just sent out a group WhatsApp. He sent out a podcast. <laughs> yeah. What you up to? <laughs> you up. <Yeah. laughs> uh, Sorry, so, go on. It's all right. I'm assuming they had a shag in the uh, in the one of the, the hospital rooms. Uh, I don't know if Carl carried on watching or he just got off at that point. Uh, but he goes to Susan. He's like, I, I've, "I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to report him for this. I can't not report him. I've seen it." I've seen it. I can't not do anything about it. Uh, What's the problem? Why does that need reporting? <laughs> oh, he's he's a stickler for these ethical rules, Carl. I didn't know he was the, if he was this much of a stickler, but it, having like shagged Sarah Beaumont and half a dozen other people, but he, he's proper throws the toys out of the pram here. He's like, I don't care if he's family or he's a, he's shagging around. I'm not he's having it. Nervous. I think it's more the fact that he's just recommended him for a job as well. I think that's more it is. He's trying to eat. He, he'll look silly for recommending a guy for a job and then he gets struck off a week later because he's been getting wanked off. Uh, Susan tries to talk him around a little bit because, you know, Susan's got a bit of a sweet spot. She's Darcy is Susan's favourite nephew. Uh, but that doesn't really seem to do it. Darcy, tr- Darcy shows up at the house. Here's Carl slanging him off. Comes in and goes, let me explain. Tries to explain and Carl's like, no, you can't. You've abused your power. I'm going to have to report you. Uh, Penny even tries it. Penny goes around and says, listen, this was all me. Darcy's done no wrong. I'm the one who persisted with this. He's done nothing wrong. Uh, he's a great shag. <laughs> uh, but again, Carl won't budge. And that really upsets Penny at work. Um She's dropping more shit. Yeah, she's dropping even more shit, but not even in the fun way anymore. And how of those, he's like, oh, that wasn't a good drop. That that wasn't a fun drop, that one. That was an upset drop. And he's like, do you want to talk? And she's like, no, no, I'll be fine. I'll just work through it. 
He's like, well, if you do want to talk, fucking Rosie will be here any minute to fucking stick <laughs> in. So just hang around for that. Um, Susan has a word with Darcy and it's just like, listen, you fucked it here, haven't you, mate? <laughs> uh, she does like what she's basically says. <laughs> you're right. Like, I'm laughing with you. You're right. Yeah, you fucked it here, mate. Uh, I'm good. I'm telling you, auntie to nephew. I'm giving you the the real deal here. Uh, he's like, yeah, I have kind of fucked it, but I think I might love Penny. I don't know what to do. Uh, what he decides to do is uh, break up with her at work. Uh, <clears throat> Penny sees him. Oh, there's Darcy over there. I'm just going to run out for a second. Uh, Harold, you'll clear all the shit up that I've just left. Brilliant. And Darcy's like, I'm really sorry. I've and he's 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 like he's reading it off an auto cue. He's like he's repeating Carl's words verbatim, basically going. I abuse my power as a doctor. Uh, you and that's not to say anything it. about that. Maybe Mark Rafferty's acting here. He's no, the, no, no. He's a cyber actor um, and a student of the game. What you mean there is the fact that he's just regurgitating what Carl has told him because he thinks that is what is supposed to be said. He's not sh- reading it shit off a script. Mark Rafferty is a fabulous actor, and how he didn't win an Emmy for his performance as Doctor Darcy Tyler, I'll never know. Not too far now. He seems sarcastic. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, no, it's exactly, he's he's dug himself a little hole here. I think he's feeling a bit sorry for himself about this whole situation. He's well, scared. He's like that. This is showing range. It is. He's he's running scared right now. He's acting from a place of fear rather than a place of love and shagging, which is where he normally acts. <laughs> that, that that sounded better. Good. <laughs> Don't fear shag. <laughs> I'm gonna get that t-shirt made. I feel like Seth's <laughs> podcast is gonna be called Love and Shagging with Seth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is where we leave it. The ego. Uh I don't know if the ego's landed. Has the ego gone? Has it flown away? I think he's crashed a little bit. I think that's what's happened. Uh we'll see how we I'm I'm sure he'll bounce back, but it'll be interesting to see how he bounces back. His job is on the line, Carl is absolutely adamant that he's going to report him. He However, is. if only there was something that could maybe distract Carl from that for maybe, a little while, maybe. Maybe, maybe. This eh, this next lot of storylines will close us out today and maybe give us a clue as to maybe how Darcy gets away with things here and then Carl doesn't report him. Because now, Jack- this storyline, just before you get into it, um, is a storyline I remember not very fondly because it really wound me up and this is like younger me so i am i'm worried how wound <laughs> up i'm going to get at this now 20 years later because it fucking wound me up this at the time i thought <laughs> it was, i thought it was ridiculous i thought it was stupid i i don't know how i'm going to cope with it go on tell t- tim do you know what this storyline could be no but I, i'm like particularly interested I, I think it's interesting that you remember feeling annoyed about it back then. Yeah. Yeah. So fucking hell. See, I don't think I was watching Neighbours at this point. Uh, I I heard of this storyline. I, I must have Here's the out. thing. I remember watching this at your house. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Well, what happens here is this one storyline ends and another one begins straight away. Uh, so this will be the last calendar update for you, Tim, I'm afraid. I know you've really enjoyed the calendar updates over the last couple of weeks uh, because the calendar is now complete. And Lou has got it all printed off. Uh, he's got loads printed off at his house that he's looking through. 
um, in his kitchen. And he's like, oh, these are fucking great. These are brilliant. This is still a surprise to Rosie, though. Uh, Rosie walks in and he just launches him on the floor. And that's really coy. And Rosie knows something's up here. There's also, I don't know if you spotted this, Adam. Uh, you might accuse me of making this up again. So Joe Scully comes in at one point as well. And he gets Rosie's name wrong. Yeah, he does. He does. <laughs> I don't think he, I think he's just fucked this completely. He, has he calls her Ruth. He calls her Ruth. And then goes, uh, uh, Rosie. Uh, but they leave it in. It, I, yeah, but he looks at her like, I've just called you the wrong name there. And she looks at him like, yeah, you have. <laughs> not like she doesn't say don't you mean Rosie it's like he re- he says it and then he remembers straight away and no idea why they left it in like we've heard before that they're on quite a tight turnaround on Neighbours yeah. well yeah well, Do- I think they just fucked this and left it in yeah well Dr Darcy Mark Rafferty has said that you've got 20 minutes to film a scene and that's it if you don't get it done you don't get it done which explains a lot of why some of the scenes that we get over the years. But yeah, he completely <laughs> fucks it and then just kind of stands, just kind of stands there cross-armed with a bit of a smirk on his face the entire yeah, scene because <laughs> he knows he's fucked it. But that was the only probably only take they got. Uh, so yeah, Rosie knows something's up. Uh, Carl and Susan let it slip almost later on as well uh, because Carl is so the uh, the. Event is at Lou's pub, the grand unveiling of this calendar. And Carl is there, going to be there in his toga. Mr. Uh, January. Mr. January. Uh, apparently, that is the best month. Apparently, Mr. January is the, the top bill in there. Uh, and they nearly let it slip to Rosie as well when they're just chilling in the garden. Uh, and Susan makes up some ridiculous. There's a Roman reenactment society, and that's why Carl might wear his toga that night because they have started the Erinsborough or the Ramsey Street Roman reenactment society. And Susan goes, Yeah, they're called the Rurururs. <laughs> <laughs> it was very funny. Um, and, he t- and then he starts like cobbling, Yeah, what we do is we do this, we, we do like reenactments of like important like speeches in Roman times and stuff like that. And then Rosie says, which I don't think was appropriate again for a, a vicar, she goes, you mean the orgies? <laughs> <laughs> and everyone just kind of goes, no, we, like the, the, we just like dressing up in that. Like, And then he calls her something like a dirty vicar or something. <laughs> it just goes a little bit carry on, but it, yeah, it was quite quite a good little bit. So they're having the... the the thing is that it's an event at the pub and Carl is going to go in his toga. He's quite excited because he thinks everyone's going to be going dressed as their calendar person. Obviously, no other cunt turns up except him. No. Uh, they're all they're all too busy not seeing Tad off. Uh, so Carl, but Carl's very excited. He gets to dress, dress up on his toga again. Uh, <clears throat> they go with Lynn and Joe to the pub and Susan gets a phone call. She's like, oh, fuck, one of the teaches off second he sorts of supply i'll meet you there don't worry you get a lift with joe and joe and lynn and i'll join you with the car later uh so she's faffing about at home a little bit and uh, she's knocked some milk over tim uh, why are you aiming that at me i don't know if this is true if you remember the story the I, because the second the milk got knocked over at, i was watching it with Peyton. i was like oh my god it's this storyline oh my god uh so she's faffing around. She spills the milk. She does something else, comes back, slips on the milk, bangs her head. Uh, uh, Tim Solid remembers. bump as well. 
Yeah. It makes a good noise. It is. Yeah, it is a good bump, that. I reckon... Uh, do you reckon she did that her own stunt herself there? I think all neighbours actors button. do their own stunts. Yeah, I think so. I think they've got time to to hire stunt people. Is she dead or what? No. Well, she wakes up a little bit later. She's missed the, the event, which has come down a storm, by the way. There's loads of old grannies there wanting to shag Carl uh, and get his autograph. They're like, oh, I like your cock. And she, will you sign this for me? Why are they Indian? Susan wakes up and she's all groggy. And Carl's like, where the fuck is Susan? There's loads of loads of women here who want me. I wanted to see this. Make her jealous. Uh, and she doesn't show up. And Carl's like, oh, fuck it. Tony, can I borrow your car? I need to go see what Susan's doing. She's probably got caught babysitting for Ben or something like that. Comes home. Susan's kind of sat on the couch. She's all groggy. She's like, oh, I think I've slipped. He's like, what do you mean? He's like, did you lose consciousness? She's like, yeah, I've been asleep for a while. And he's like, fuck, right, let's get to hospital. So gets her to hospital. He's her over and like, yeah, you seem fine. And uh, bit of bruising, but no lasting damage. Uh, can you remember stuff? And Susan's like, yeah, I can remember stuff. Brilliant, let's go on. I'll go sleep it off. Uh, so she goes home to sleep it off. Now, this is this is terrible, this, because you do not sleep a potential concussion off. I know this, and I'm not a doctor. Your microphone's going. Is it? It always goes. Um, you don't, yeah. You're supposed to stay up as long as possible. You're supposed to kind of make sure you're all all right. Kyle has fucked it here. He has absolutely fucked it. Oh, my God, you sound so clear now. <laughs> you do? Honest. You sound miles better. Lovely. Um... <laughs> Very lovely. <laughs> Very lovely. Uh, Go on, sorry. So Carl fucks off to work or wherever he's going. Um, Susan sleeps it off. And then we see Susan, she wakes up. She's very confused about everything. We get the POV from her. And she's walking around going, what the fuck is this house? She starts looking at the microwave, starts pressing, but she's very confused about the microwave and what it is. Uh, she looks at the phone. It's a cordless phone. And she's looking at it going, what the fuck is this? This is crazy. She walks outside. She starts rooting through people's letterboxes. Uh, she's very confused by In all. In her pyjamas. In her pyjamas, yeah. Um, um, Summer comes over and is like Mrs Kennedy you alright she's like who the fuck are you are you Angie or whatever are you my friend Angie and she's like Mary oh, Mary whatever <laughs> <laughs> Ruth it's not important if you're going to make up a name make up the right one do you know what I mean like just say Mary because <laughs> that's what she said don't just say Angie where the fuck that, where's that come from I don't know <laughs> just the first name that came in my head uh, and she's like no I'm Summer and she's like, right, okay. Wonders off. Steph Scully shows up. And she's like, Susan, what are you doing in your pyjamas in the middle of the day? You'd have cow. And she's like, who the fuck are you? And she's like, I'm Steph Scully. And she's like, I don't know who the fuck you are. Get away from me. So runs off down the street. Steph's like, shit, I better call Carly. She fucking pegs it down the street. She does. She fucking does one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Steph's like, Carl, Susan's fucking lost it. You know, you better come, better come back. So they find her a couple... Summer and Steph go and follow her and they find she's a couple of streets down and she's still rooting three people's letterboxes. Uh, don't know what the obsession is there. Carl shows up and is like, right, come on, love. We're going to get in the car. We're going to go home. Everything's going to be all right. And she's like, who the fuck are you? Fucking pedo. Get the fuck away from it. And <laughs> runs off. And that's where Just we leave runs it. off. Just yeah. legs it in her pyjamas again. Uh, yeah. 
She thinks she's getting pedoed right now. If I remember rightly, this storyline lasts fucking ages. I know we say that we joke on here a lot about how we think a storyline's gonna last ages and eight minutes later it's done and there's a new one. I am sure this this might it might not be the case. Maybe it's just me thinking back, but I am sure this lasted fucking months in real time where we didn't where we didn't have a fucking clue what was going on with Susan. Well, she's if I'm if I remember rightly, she thinks she's sixteen again now. She's kind of time travelled in her own head a little bit and thinks she's sixteen. and doesn't remember anything apart from when she was sixteen. I really like the way you think. It's fascinating. Fine. She's time travelled in her head a little bit. <laughs> I mean, she's, she's fucking brain damaged is what's happening. Yeah. She can walk, though. <laughs> oh, but she has. She's time travelled because... No, she hasn't. That's <laughs> her, her consciousness is time travelled. Oh, uh, when she's 16, but she is in the current day body, but her mind is 16 still. It's fascinating. I also want to point out how I could tell where your brain went a minute ago. When you started, when when Susan first woke up and you were describing it, you very nearly said, so we see the POV from Susan's point of view. You very, <laughs> nearly, very nearly said that, but you stopped yourself and there was a weird pause. I could see where your mind was going. <laughs> yeah, because I realised POV means point of view. <laughs> I always wondered what that meant on porn, but now I know. Oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) Oh, God. So, yeah, storylines end, people leave. Uh, But don't worry, Susan's brain's time-travelled back. So we're going to get this for eight to nine months, shall we say? Usually, there's, there's no point crying over spilt milk, but I feel for this one, there will be a few tears. I think so too. Uh, how's Carl, how's Carl going to deal with this? Probably check someone else. <laughs> Not I, hope new, I hope a no, new family don't turn up while this is all going on, and he ends up shagging one of them. That'd be a shame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How's Darcy going to get his mojo back? Uh, we don't know. We're going to have to find out next week on another episode of the Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. Uh, so join us then. In the meantime, you can join us on socials at Watch Neighbour. You can subscribe to our Patreon for just £1 a month. You'll get early access to this uh, and lots of extended chat as well, uh, which we continually reference throughout the podcast. Uh, so you'd have no idea what's going on. But if you do, have, if you are a Patreon, you'll know what's going on. You'll be in on the joke as well. Tim's looking at me going, wind this up. So I, just, I know. I, I the, the second I realised, okay, we finished the Neighbours bit, it's now just watching you struggle to do an outro. I'm like, I wonder at what point he's just going to forget how to use words. I honestly don't know if you've ever done it right, you know. <laughs> it could be like, so smooth, couldn't it? It could be. But then also, you always you forget that, like, you can stop there. You don't have to somehow continuously do this. You could stop there and just go, all right, guys, I'm just going to do the outro now. Cheers for this week. Yeah. And just just do it. It doesn't have to be this continuous one take. It's not fucking the scene from Goodfellas. Don't worry <laughs> so much. No, I like it to be natural because nothing you do on this podcast is natural. <laughs> <laughs> 
And that's the thing. I want to be natural at this. I want to. I think I'm natural at this. I think I'm naturally good at everything, as you know. I, this is what I'm, I reckon you could do it natural. You just got to cut it off a little bit. You start to waffle and then you forget what you're saying. Don't put any of this in. People have already, I reckon as soon as they said, like you said earlier, then you said, oh yeah, we've watched some good neighbours. Everyone goes, thank fuck, that's it for this week. <laughs> Don't worry, just go, right, cheers guys, see ya. Right. Cheers guys, see ya. If you'd like early access to the extended versions of this podcast, don't forget you can subscribe to our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash neighbourhood rewatch for just £1 a month. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at watchneighbour. And you can also leave us a like and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, or wherever you get your podcasts.